Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. Sold out with me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Faint. Happy birthday to Mercedes Martinez, born 1980. I right hear she's uh, making her way back to AEW, back from injury. So we should be seeing her on TV shortly. Okay. And with our other co-host, still a three-man crew, the Reverend himself, Jason Tapp. Hey, and today, 25 years ago, Ravishing Rick Rude had the distinct honor of being the only man to not only appear on both Nitro and Raw on the same night, but appear as both members of the NWO and of DX. He showed up with a mustache on a live Nitro and then showed up with a full beard on a taped Raw shortly thereafter. So, yeah. I think in that same, I think he was also in ECW that same year. So, he's the only man that's appeared in three major organizations in the same year. That is outstanding. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty messed up situation. Yeah. So, Rob, do you want to bring us in tonight with our watch-along before we get to our AEW picks? Surely. Uh, we decided uh, that we're going to watch uh, Survivor Series 1990. In particular, uh, there's a few debuts on this show, but the one we're going to focus on is The Undertaker. Um. If you guys remember also, um, can anybody, can you guys guess who the other debut was? <laughs> it was the Gobbler. Oh, I know it. Go ahead, yeah. say it. It was the Gobbler, was it? the turkey? The Gobbly Gooker. The right. Gobbly Gooker, there we go. It was Hector Guerrero as the Gobbly Gooker. You remember for weeks they had that big egg? The giant egg, and they yeah. kept speculating what the egg was going to be, and then it finally hatched, and uh, it won one of the worst gimmicks ever awards. It won worst storyline. All ever, all the websites, all the books have voted it one of the worst of all time. But that's not what we're focusing on tonight. We are focusing on. You think Tony Khan might sign him? The Gobbly Gooker or Hector Guerrero? Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, the gobbledygooker. I think he wants that young rookie, The Undertaker. I think he wants him. Right. Bring him back. <laughs> so to give a little history, um, The Undertaker is on the team known as the Million Dollar Team, which is a team that Ted DiBiase put together, made up of himself, The Undertaker, the Honky Tonk Man, and Greg Valentine. And they beat... well. I guess we can say the, a spoiler. They beat the dream right, team, spoiler. which is Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, Bret Hart, and Jim Neidhart. And Dusty Rhodes was doing the uh, that horrible um, angle where he is the son of a plumber and he was wearing the polka dots. Um, Vince McMahon um, made it known that he was going to try and bury Dusty Rhodes with this angle. And Dusty Rhodes said, when you have lemons you make lemonade and he made it work somehow even though he was you know not mentioned as a former world champion and he was jobbed out a lot of times he lost and most of the feuds he was involved in he lost right. um but and if i'm not sure if you guys know his his real name is virgil riley reynolds who was ted dibiase's servant's name what was his name virgil is that virgil is that really why his name was virgil yes Wow. Just slap in the face to Dusty Rhodes. Yep. That is petty. Yeah, oh, well, you know, Vince McMahon, that, that's Vince for you. You know, he, they, there's often, if a lot of times, interestingly enough, the character known as Virgil, a lot of his character names were based as slams to other people. Like when he was in WCW and he was Shane, that was a Shane, slam to Shane McMahon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot, <laughs> the <other> <laughs> yeah. you know, some could say, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of that going around, you know, we can go that, that could be a topic for another day, but, um, there's, there was a lot of that going around. 
Hey, um, can I ask you a question? Sure, go ahead. I heard a rumor that originally, instead of The Undertaker, one Bad News Brown was the original member of that uh, million-dollar team, and that it basically plans changed after he, when he left the company after SummerSlam. Is there any credence to that? Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, it actually on Wikipedia it says the Undertaker replaces Bad News Brown, who had left the WWF after Vince McMahon failed to live up to his promise to make him the company's first black champion. So yes, that is true according to this website. Um. I don't. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't know if he would have been my representative um, as a world champion because I don't think he was a really good wrestler, or, nor do I think he was right. a really good character. But I don't know. That's that's the rumor. Um, yeah, he wouldn't have been my first choice. No. <laughs> I don't know if I want my world champion's finishing move to be the ghetto blaster <laughs> and, and announcing that on TV. <laughs> I think there were some better representatives he could Vince could have picked. Right. I don't All know. Right, so and uh, uh, well, let's let's get it started. Let's get it going. No, so for everybody I, I watching it. along. On the network, we've got 27 minutes, 27 seconds. Uh, Jason queued it up for us. So we've got that ready to go. Jason, so just to anything else, it just so you know, this is when the million dollar man is making his way into the ring with, I guess we can call him Dusty too, instead of just Virgil. But either way, <laughs> um, he's making his way into the ring, and he's about to announce the surprise partner. All right, Are we ready, buddy? All right, we'll in three. Count it down. Okay, in three, two, one, hit it. While they make their way down the ramp, um, something very interesting of note. I think it was Roddy Piper who's on the announce team for this. Yeah. Event. Yeah, he actually made a point uh, of calling out Bret Hart, or basically giving him some respect because the day before this event, his older brother Dean had passed away, and Bret had made a point of dedicating the match to him. Okay. Oh, so this is before he had Paul Bearer as his man. Yep. Yep. Good old brother love. You know, to me, it's always amazing that this character ever got over. The Undertaker? Yeah, because yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it is. On, on its face, it's ridiculous. Right. I mean, they've had a hundred other characters come and go since The Undertaker. They've had the Berserker, and they've had... How many how many times has Kama been somebody? Right. And, you know, they all these failed gimmicks, and you would think this one is the most over-the-top, over-ridiculous, you know, overly ridiculous one, and somehow, I don't know, through sheer will, I guess. He, he, you know, 30 years. Yeah. I think it's... 30 years. I think it's Taker made it work. The person. You know, like, he lived the gimmick. He kind of kept that kayfabe going. Yeah. Where he I mean, I, I have to agree with you on that. I mean, he... Nothing. Right? He wouldn't sign the autographs. He didn't talk to people. When he was out in public, he... he Never, never changed, you know, never showed his true persona. Right. The fact that he could do that through multiple generations of wrestling and wrestling fans, I mean, that's that's a testament to him, I guess, really. And that they put their 
it really put the machine behind them in terms of. Well, I think you also benefited from the infancy of the internet. So there weren't yes. people chasing him around everywhere he went. That's very true. That's true. So I think he had a lot going for him. I think it was the right the right man at the right time with the right gimmick. Yeah. I agree. And this is the first of many matches with Brett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when when was it that he actually got with Paul Bearer? Um, was it the Hogan feud? Soon. I don't know exactly how long. I'd have to look that up. It was during exactly. that, like, that Brother Love, that interview segment, wasn't it? Um, during his little interview show, and then I think he introduced Paul Bearer. Oh, right. I, I agree. Well, he almost killed Coco Beware there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the two. <laughs> you know, that is such a horror movie trope, too. Brother has to get it first. He's messed up. <laughs> well, he is the worst wrestler on that team. Hmm. Does anybody know what the Undertaker's first name was? Kane. Kane, yep. That's right. Yeah. Kane the Undertaker. In February of 1991, Brother Love delegated his short-lived management role of the Undertaker over to Paul Bear. So this is, what, November of 1990? Yeah. Yeah. So it was shortly after his debut. Greg Valentine with black hair looks ridiculous. I, I, was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> just about to say that. Anybody know who The Undertaker beat in his first match to start the WrestleMania streak? Snooker, was it? Snooker. Yeah. Very good. Super. Super. Brother. So weird seeing him with black hair. So weird. It's yeah, my wrong. brain isn't. It just can't. I can't process it. It's. Yeah. It's. It doesn't make sense. Now, after Honky lost the title, you never really saw him much again. He kind of. No, like I think he left soon after. Disappeared, right? I'm not even sure he got any rematches. Yeah. I don't think he did. I don't think you saw him again till what's that? One of the Royal Rumbles was that uh oh was that two thousand or whatever when Kane clocked him over the head with his own guitar? I think that's the next thing you saw him in uh or maybe seventeen in that gimmick battle royale. But I don't remember really seeing him other than that. I'm sure there was there was probably heat somewhere that caused that to happen. Yeah. Why did Ted DiBiase never hold, um, really officially hold the WWF title? Hulk Hogan? Because of Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, Hogan never wanted to drop it to him, I think. I think was the uh, consensus on that one. Such a shame. Yeah. 
Brett's not getting a lot of burn in this match. He started it off, and then you yeah. haven't seen him. That could be that they are trying to get help, give him an easy night, because, like I said, he had just been through oh, it right. the he day before. That's true. Virgil the Stooge. I'm sure that was a line from Vince. I was doing oh, a little Shano, research on... Uh, Shano Mac on the outside? I was doing a little research yeah. on uh, Virgil. His, some of his names. Curly Bill, which references Bill Watts. Mm. Shane, Shane McMahon. He was also known as Vincent. Vincent, that's right. That's right. And Virgil. So he's in one, two, three, four of his names were all jokes. Were all jokes. <laughs> so weird how his character was never taken seriously. And how he's still a joke today. I guess if he did come back to the WWE, he could be Tony. Right. Well, if he comes back, no, they're going to call him. Now, uh... I'll be. <laughs> I got to know what he's do. I got to know what he's doing right now, right? like for work. Gotta go to Union Square. That is the right. I guess yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I can think. He's he's got his table you go set the, up. You go. You go to the train station. You find him. Right. <laughs> it's nice to see Bret Hart's moves uh, set of moves has never changed, even in nineteen ninety. Right, <laughs> pretty much stuck the same. It definitely was a classic look. You now you go back and you see, you see Taker's get-ups. Such a ginger. Can you say ginger? Or is it just redhead? You can say ginger. I think he's a true ginger in this regard. Bye, Dusty. Get him out of there, Sean. Dusty, Dusty doesn't. Dusty doesn't fly over the top rope. He kind of pours himself <laughs> out of the ring. He looks like syrup. You notice that? He looks like syrup, <laughs> or like taffy. Just right. Truth. It was like like molasses. That was a great fall to the floor. I don't understand how he rolled in midair, but he did. I, I admire that. And so that's how they got the Undertaker out of the match without having him yep. take a pinfall. So think like they go behind the curtain and he's like he's like Mr. Rhodes, thank you so much for working with me. <laughs> <laughs> so in one foul salute, you got rid of Dusty, Shane, Brother Love, uh, and The Undertaker all at once. And now the man formerly known as Greg the Hammer Valentine. What was his name in rhythm? 
Great Valentine. Was he still Great Valentine? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember for some reason. Because, and maybe it's because I keep looking at him like, no, that can't be Great Valentine with black hair, gyrating and dancing a honky tonk man's theme. But it was Great Valentine. Now, do you guys remember who drove them out to the ring? Diamond Dallas Page. We're going to have to, we got to do like a trivia show at some point. We do. That'd be fun. See who knows what. I think you got us beat though, Rob. Yeah. Um, Depends. Older stuff, yes. Recent stuff, no. I mean, I'll be the. If you want me to set it up, you guys, I can, I can be the uh, master of ceremonies, and you guys fight it out. That could work if you think I'll win. I am going to demand a title belt, though, if I if I have to participate and win. <laughs> if you have to, do. we'll send you an AEW title, one of the plastic ones from Target. I take it. I wear it proudly. You wear it proudly. The Heart Foundation sure did love that full-blown crash into the corner. Like between him and Anvil when he took out the corner against the uh, the Rockers. I see a guy ringside with my first ever... Mm -hmm. WWE t-shirt, the Rockers, the one that Stephanie had in that classic photo. I had, that was my first wrestling t-shirt back in the day. The oh, Rockers? Cool. Yeah. What were you, a 13-year-old girl? I was four or five living in Puerto Rico. Is that all they had? <laughs> my cousins, my cousin sent it me. Did your cousin not like you? Right, it's possible. It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> the rockers stunk in the WWE. Right. They, they, they were pretty popular back then, you know. Right, but I mean, they didn't win anything. They were and yeah, they never won the title. They didn't get yeah. pushed. They didn't get pushed. I mean, this ends up being a pretty decent uh, Bret Hart to DiBiase match. Yeah. Can't really complain about that. Yeah, I wonder if this was uh, the start of uh, can Bret be a, a singles? Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Because, you know, you, if you can work with DiBiase, you can work with anybody. Right. Hopefully, Bret. Brett you know, cursed. Fuck right there into the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so that was the classic debut of the Undertaker. Moved pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought these matches were longer for some reason. Yeah. They blew through this pay-per-view pretty fast. Each Survivor Series is only like 15 or 17 minutes. All right, so before we go into our picks, I know we had mentioned it. Um, We talked about it last week. Where was Theory going? What direction are they going to send it? If you guys got to see Monday Night Raw, we got a much more heel, less gimmicky, Austin Theory. He was uh, a little bit of a beard, right? Had that going, 
no selfie, no smiling, all business, kicking ass. What did you guys think of that? Oh, yeah, um, well, I mean, from what I saw of it, I, it looked like he hadn't slept all week, which is, that's kind of cool. I, I like to see, I like it when they, when somebody loses a big match and you see it affected them in, in a way. And I, I am, I'm curious as to what they're going to continue to do with him. Is he going to keep going down that dark path or is he going to just become smiling you know, smarmy Austin theory again in a couple of weeks and they'll forget that they did it. That's what would have happened. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but I guess they have plans for him. Um, I, I guess we'll see. I don't, they, they, I, I, I feel bad for, uh, him. And um, I feel bad for Riddle. I feel like they've been pushed further down in the card, and I don't know why. I mean, Riddle lost to uh, Chad Gable this week. Like, Chad Gable doesn't beat anybody. And then Austin Theory, you know, for some reason they had him cash in the U.S. title for the U.S. title, and then he didn't win it. So I don't know what they're planning to do with him. Um, I'm I'm starting. I'm you know I'm going to go back to what I've been saying along. I'm starting to wonder what's going on with the, with Triple H. This Raw again was pretty much unwatchable. Um, I watched cert. I cherry picked certain things and then I moved on. I mean, we had some appearances. Some people have been on the show in a long time. We're probably better regulated for main event, and somehow they made it on the main show. You know, we had uh, another Dana Brooke appearance where she made some passionate appeal and then jobbed out in three minutes. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. So I, I don't really. I guess my narrative is I don't know what's going on with with Raw right now. Um, and I'm not sure Triple H knows what's going on at this point. I think uh, I, I I'm starting to wonder: Are they doing what they, what Vince is doing, where they ride certain horses and then everybody else kind of is just left in the background? You know, we're getting, uh, you know, like Bobby Lashley and your Seth Rollins and those guys are all getting major TV time, more than one segment. And then you're getting people like Baron Corbin and Dana Brooke who are getting TV time, which don't deserve any. So I don't know what's going on. Um, But as far as Austin Theory goes, I don't know. Like my problem with the shows right now is with the with. With Roman Reigns holding those titles, it doesn't seem like anything has anybody has anything really to do. Right. They're if you're not in the US title picture or you're not in the intercontinental picture, you have nothing to do. Yeah, because the tag belts are held up too. Right. I mean, there's nothing going on. There's nothing to shoot for. No, there's no tournaments to determine uh number one contenders. They're not putting teams together, they're not doing anything. Right. So I don't know what's going on. Um, and you know, I'm trying to be patient. You know, you guys said last week, you know, you're giving Triple H time to figure things out. I agree, he needs time, but I think we started out really strong. The, the Triple yeah. H regime started out really strong, and it's so it's slowly backtracking. I would say one thing that might have helped with that fast start is health. I mean. He basically took over when they had a whole full roster, and they do not have a full roster right now. Yeah, but that that shouldn't that shouldn't be an excuse. That's like well, when a, a baseball team loses and they claim they blame it all on injuries. Well, you well, you no, need no, to plan no. for these things. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, all right, Kevin Owens is out, and Mysterio's out, Randy Orton's out, Rick Boots, who with Shinsuke Nakamura, they were possibly planning to put the tag titles on originally before his injury um I'm, I'm looking at this list it's it's a pretty staggering list of people becky lynch is out um big e huge injury um and we, there's no don't even know if he's coming back ever to wrestle cody rhodes is still out um i'm not even going to mention uh, that that one youtube guy 
um, our truth is out who was basically your comedy segment whenever you need somebody but Robert Rood has been out this whole time. Uh, I Robert hear what you're Stone saying. So these are people. So my point is, I mean, you're saying you're getting, you know, your second, third tier guys on TV now. Well, who else are you going to put on? There are NXT people that could be elevated. That would bring some life to the show. And a lot of these people you've mentioned have been out a long time. So like so you need to start yeah, like it's not re these aren't recent injuries. Cody's been out for months. Uh, Becky's been out for months. Um, so these that's it's still not an excuse. You still have okay. to you you you've gotta you gotta plan for these things. And like a guy like Carmelo Hayes, um, Mandy Rose and her girls could have been brought up. You could you could if you bring up Carmelo Hayes right now, what are you gonna do with him? And and I'm a fan of seeing. I want to see Carmelo Hayes brought up at some point the u.s title intercontinental right title you start moving them moving them into the to the title pictures so then what do you do or you get them involved in a few get them involved in some feuds okay that's fair yeah just i'm just saying you know like a lot of guys champ is out i mean and he just came up again you know so he just got healthy (laughs) yeah he just got healthy just got just came up and then he's out injured. That feud and is terrible. He's yeah, not in any feud now. That's but I feel like I'm they were, about the, they were starting about the, to turn the Miz. his character. Oh, that thing with the Miz, yeah. Johnny Gargano's up and he's not wrestling, which is a problem for me. And when he's, he's wrestling, he's, he's losing. So they're just making him a jobber. He's, he's, he's going against the Miz, and I don't get that. Like, I don't... I. If I have a choice in what I want to see Gargano do, it's not crack, make wise cracks in backstage segments. It's wrestle. And then his wife didn't she didn't she start <laughs> wrestling and and got a big win against Bailey? And then where's she been? That is yeah, a good question. Makes me wonder if she's injured. Makes me wonder if she's injured too. We and never actually it, noticed that of these guys. Yeah. And damn it, where's yeah. Reggie when you need him? Where is Reggie? <laughs> That is, that is a good question. I'll tell you this. Before Twitter goes dark completely, I'm going to go on there and find out what happened to Reggie. They realize he's not a wrestler, and they got rid of him, I hope. <laughs> they put that crappy title on him and let him yeah. bounce around for a little while. He doesn't he he have to have a match. Just let him jump into the ring. And then somebody says, "Get out of the ring." They go take a swing. He jumps back out of the ring. They had they had, seen, they had seen they had seen Kara for that. And now then they had Reggie. Right. So before we get to these picks, uh, there's also been a lot of news of Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder, coming back to WWE. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Not as not as Zack Ryder. Yeah, as he would himself, be, Matt if he comes back said when he came back, he comes back, he's not coming back as yeah. yeah. I'd be interested in the Cardona. Character. You gotta wonder what's going on. You gotta wonder what's going on that nobody AEW hasn't tried to pick him up or impact because like he at one point, what did he have? Like eight title belts? Yeah. Like he was running yeah. around the independents collecting titles like anything. And he was there and, for a cup of coffee. Right, but, it'd be, but but nobody. Just, uh, but while Tony Khan is signing anyone and everyone, yeah, everybody. And Matt Cardona was a friend of Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes couldn't even get him a contract. Mm. So what's the what's the well, deal? Was he trying to get in back then? Because Cardona was pretty busy for a good while. Why wouldn't I mean, he want TV exposure? He had one match. What else did he need? He had one match though. On AEW, yeah, but right. so that goes into the idea: is wrestling just what we see on TV, or is it all these companies that are also trying to have biz- do business? Around? I think TV I mean, gets you more money on the independent scene. It's getting pretty good money, from what I understand. I'm just so, saying. I, I mean, think I think uh, TV gets you money. Right, but he was getting money, so. Like he, what I mean is, he's in the middle of a good run, so maybe he just didn't feel the need. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he wouldn't try to get on AEW because I'm sure he tried or wanted to do something with them. But I mean, what did he need at that point? 
especially if he if it ends with him being able to bring this character of his own back into WWE and get WWE money. That's a pretty big win. Maybe that's what he was shooting for. It's possible. I don't know. I never really. uh, That's Cody Rhodes. They buried his character a long time ago. I don't know what Matt Cordona brings to the table. I haven't seen enough of him. Mm. I've seen a lot of Vince McMahon impersonations from him. (laughs) He did do nothing of his own. Not just any Vince. ECW Vince McMahon (laughs) impersonations. Which, if you want to rile up a crowd, I guess that's what you do. That's it. That's how you, you do, do it. Vince McMahon in a do rag. <laughs> Let's see how that goes over. Yeah. All right. So that's it. also, I think Chelsea picks, Green right? is. Yes, I think Chelsea Green is on that list of possible comebacks, and, and uh, so is Jonah. And, and Jonah, yeah. who I wonder if he'll be Bronson Reed or Jonah. But either way. That'll be nice to see him back. I was surprised when they left. I don't know. I, I want to know what they're going to do with all these people. I, they're starting to turn. They sound to me. They're starting to sound like they're turning into AEW, where they're just signing. That's a they're signing, you know, free, free agents. And then, what is Jonah going to do? Who? What show is he going to be on? Who is he fighting? <clears throat> but you had a good point a few I'm, weeks ago, Rob, where you mentioned you got to if you're going to keep it to two shows. And you're going to keep it strictly that way. Separate the titles. you got to have a roster. You can't just have seven guys over here and seven guys over here and expect everybody to think, oh, this is great because we're seeing the same seven matches all over. But Especially when one of them is a three-hour show. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so when are we going to see those titles get split then? I guess mm, maybe WrestleMania. I mean, I again, they have, the they have not established. They have not established who's going to be the guy to, to beat Roman. They haven't established it yet. They haven't established a team that's going to beat the Usos. Yeah. So I mean, until you figure that out, then you can't start taking titles off people because then it's just you're right. doing it for the sake of doing it, just to take it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Sami Zayn does with the work he's doing right now deserves something. I don't know if he's a world title guy, but he definitely deserves the tag belt. So I was waiting. I was waiting for Kevin Owens and him to team up and beat the Usos, but that's on the back burner now. Supposed to happen, right? Yeah. But the single world title is not working. It's interesting. You mentioned Riddle and now how he's kind of fallen down that card, and. I had a distinct feeling. I don't know if you saw a few weeks ago. Um, I think it was the New Day and Usos were kind of head to head on Raw, and Riddle just came out. And the response wasn't exactly what a Riddle response was before. And then I thought, damn, they really missed the window with that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, but, but I don't know it's necessarily all their fault. I think they were sketched him up against randy orton and randy orton got hurt yeah because randy orton he would randy orton i think would have put him over and and would have made him a main eventer definitely and once randy orton got hurt they were like well they don't we don't know what to do with this guy anymore so now they just seem to insert him wherever they think they need something else like i have no idea why he came out during that segment like when he walked out i went is he the new r-truth yeah Right. Does he walk just walk out and with the intercontinental European intergalactic title? <laughs> it's true. I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm really starting to get concerned because the shows are the uh, raw is like this week was unwatchable, in my opinion. There was a few segments worth watching, the rest of it was garbage. Yeah. And SmackDown okay. is a better show. Because it's a shorter show. I think two hours is enough. Yeah. Two hours is enough of wrestling. You got enough time to put in a couple angles, throw in a couple of good matches, you go home. That third hour is like a dead zone. There's bound to be 30 to 45 minutes of garbage that you have to sit through. And there's just no way to around it because there's no way you can get three hours of entertainment without some of it sucking. Two hours, you can you're you're at that limit. Yeah, 
I agree with you on that. Three hours is too long. Very they much. really, really need to, to, to figure something out. Yeah, if, if they could just do 810 for Raw, that would be great. They, I mean, why can't the last hour be like... Stay up. I don't even want to stay up half the time. Well, I mean, I don't even watch it live. I DVR it because I'm not sitting through all the commercials and the the picture-in-picture stuff I really don't like. So a lot of times I fast-forward through some of that. So I end up watching Raw in maybe an hour and a half, if that. But this week, as I read through the card, I was like, nope, nope. Baron Corbin, nope. Uh, Dana Brooke, nope. I noped through most of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So... It's just not good right now. It's just not a good show. SmackDown, like, you know, and again, I love this roster business. You know, the Usos are showing up on Raw. They're showing up on SmackDown. Like, everybody's moving around. New days on this show, new days on that show. We need to straighten this stuff out. You're either a Raw superstar or you're a SmackDown superstar, and that's where you stay. That's when the draft becomes really exciting because... You've got the New Day on SmackDown for a whole year, and you don't know if they're going to stay together because one of them might get drafted. Right. They don't make these special appearances on the on Raw because then who cares, right? Then then why have a roster split at all? Just call it what it is, the Just WWE, it, and leave Just it alone. It There's no consistency. So speaking about no consistency, AEW. Oh, look at that. That was a rough segue. <laughs> It's true, though. <laughs> is, it, is it wrong? No, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. All right. All right. So we've got our our picks to go right now. The encyclopedia has sent us his. Been so gracious to include his notes along the side. So we'll throw those in there for you guys. Did he put his picks in? I missed it. Oh, he must have done it in the last couple hours or something. All right, so our first okay. match of the evening is the AWTNT three-way match. Wardlow versus Hobbs versus Joe. You know, before we give our picks for this, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna again uh, put in my vote for the three-way dance. Rather than having a three-way match where one guy gets pinned and the match is over, I want to go back to, to the ECW days where the first guy loses is eliminated and the other two guys remaining fight out because I think this could be an interesting match to see who would decide to team up with who to eliminate who. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're Wardlow and you go through Hobbs and Samoa Joe, you're a made man. Right. So, I mean, if if Joe and Hobbs decide to team up and try to beat Wardlow and Wardlow pinned Joe first and then had to go through Hobbs and then beat Hobbs, you'd be like, wow, that's impressive. Right now, anything can happen. And I I really don't I'm not a fan. And I'm surprised all these years later that the three way dance has not come back. Somebody doesn't like it. Or a lot of people don't like it. But I always thought they were some of the better matches because you never knew who was. Right, you never knew who were going to be partners. Right, are we going to team up to eliminate somebody? Mm-hmm. So, all right, I'll get off my soapbox. So, who? So, the encyclopedia has picked Wardlow. I, am, am I going to think that we've all going to pick Wardlow across the board? A part of me wants I don't to hear go unanimous with yeses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to go with Hobbs. I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger and take it off Wardlow. Not, n- I don't think at this time, no, I don't think so. Not at a non-major pay-per-view. And I don't. I think Samoa Joe eats the pin in this match. Yes, because he's really the only guy who can and not get hurt by eating the pin. Right, and he's he's still the Ring of Honor TV champion in the end, too, so exactly. it's not going to hurt him in any way. Exactly. Yeah, I think I can go with Wardlow safely. So next up is the Death Triangle versus the Elite. Oh, how about the buildup for that match? <laughs> the Encyclopedia says, in his opinion, sends a bad message having this match. Must work much worse if Tony books the Elite to win the, the belt. So I'm going to disagree. At some point, they have to have a match. Yeah. 
And I honestly think you could make a case that the elite can win, but by no means of their own. They've been kind of setting up an angle where um, Pac and the Lucha Brothers have not been getting along. Right? Pac's been wanting to use the hammer, and the Lucha Brothers have kind of been like, we don't want to do that. So they really could run this match and have the Elite win, but not win by any means of their own. They could have it where the Death Triangle breaks up. Yeah, and the Elite forward. just happen to be lucky enough to win. <clears throat> So I'm I'm kind of on the fence about this one because I I could go with that, and I, I would and you know look the elite got a, a decent reaction when the when the the match was announced so like the fans are the fans at least sure. in the arena were behind them. So I don't know I'm kind of on the fence with this one I could I could see either way I I I don't think they should win I think they should be punished a little longer, right. but hey they are Tony Khan's. Best buddies, and you could break up the death triangle this easily, and have them lose. So I don't know. I'm still thinking. What do, What do you think, Freddie? If you're picking the elite, yeah, I'm going with the elite. I just think they're gonna throw it on them. That was the plan for. And the sure. Reverend, have you prayed on this one? What do you think? I have, and the idea of them breaking your your scenario for breaking up death triangle is really good. I just would hate to see them do it. I actually want to go, I'm actually inclined to lean with Death Triangle here and having them, having Pac use the hammer, which would lead to future issues, but they won in this match. And I feel like Death Triangle kind of deserves to have this title for a little longer. So I'm going to go with them. All right, so you're going Death Triangle. I go with Death Triangle. Oh, I personally love the Death Triangle. I thought the match this week on Dynamite was insanely good. I mean, uh, Dante uh, Martin and his brother and AR Fox was like, that match was just like fun as anything. Like, I really enjoyed that match. And I'm usually not a big fan of the flippy jumping around stuff, but they're all so good at it. that Like, you're watching like the best six men who that kind of stuff all right i'll stop hedging i guess i'm gonna go ugh, i'm gonna go elite i guess and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go on my theory that, that they're gonna break the death triangle up i hope I'm, wrong. I'm doing it i, I, I guess wrong. i could see them doing it oh that would be terrible to break them up but i could see him doing it so we got three see, matches. I, I don't have a problem up. with them. Bre- I don't have them right. problem breaking them up because that'll allow other six-man teams to kind of move it's into the picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not that upset. But okay, moving on. So we got three matches coming up. I'm pretty sure we're all going to be in agreement in these. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Why? Who do you think is going to win the next match? Is Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter? Who do you think is going to win? I'd say Tony Storm in this one. All right, let me let me throw out a theory. Mm-hmm. And you tell me what you think. The Soraya versus Britt Baker, right? right? I see Britt Baker losing. Right? Mm-hmm. And I see her being upset with the fact that Jamie Hayter didn't interfere enough to have, get her the win. So I can see Britt Baker in, interfering in Jamie Hader's match and costing her the match, and that kicks off the Britt Baker Jamie Hader feud. Hmm. So I'm going to pick. So that she I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Tony Storm to win. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to pick Tony Storm to win only because Jamie Hader's going to Britt Baker's going to interfere and cost her to lose. Okay, I like that theory. That's my theory. That's pretty good. Whatever. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, um. I like that theory, and it makes me even more inclined to pick Tony Storm. And yeah, um, part of my reason though is that I just don't see them. I don't see the interim title changing hands yet until they know for sure whether or not um, Thunder Rosa will be back. 
And did you see that they may strip her the title? Yes, he mentioned Tony Khan said today that if she's not back soon, yeah. I mean, I don't understand this interim title thing. Champion gets hurt, you give up the belt, you're first in line when you come back. You're first in line for a title shot when you come back. It's a ready made story, ready made, right? Right? It's a ready made match. All right, so that that match has a built in storyline. Next up. The acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. The encyclopedia picked the acclaimed. I'm gonna. Yeah, go I don't. I don't see the acclaimed well. losing this match. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. Say I think. Um, I think Swerve tries to cheat, and Keith Lee finally has enough, and that kicks off the Keith Lee Swerve feud. So then, it's fair to say that in regards to this match. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Because yes, everyone loves the acclaimed. Scissor me, Daddy. <laughs> Sounds so weird. <laughs> Sounds so weird yes. out of context. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you're screaming okay. it in an arena with twenty thousand people, it sounds fine. When you're talking to two other dudes, it's no good. <laughs> two other you dudes. Probably scream it on the subway. <laughs> probably scream it on the subway and like Afternoon rush hour, though, not morning rush hour. No, 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 no. That's the kind of attention you may or may not want. Right. All right. Next. Soraya versus Britt Baker. I'll tell you what. I honestly uh, side with Britt Baker in this feud. I think she has every right to be pissed that Soraya is coming and saying she's going to save the division and all that. I, and I've said it before, I don't think she has the credibility to be throwing out those types of words. Uh, that being said, Soraya is going to win. I don't see her coming in her first match and losing. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, I, I did want to say that it's a great thing that she's able to come back five years later from an injury that should have ended her career. I, I feel like that shouldn't Is be it? taken for granted. Yeah, I do think that's a great thing. If you let's see what she can do body, in the ring. No, 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 not not that. The idea that hey, I almost lost my career to an injury, and I worked hard to come back. I think that's a great thing for a person. And I hope she has. She's able to. As long as she doesn't you know, get hurt career. again. Yeah, I mean that's the fear. That was the fear when Edge came back. That was the fear when Angle came back early from that early next and uh, that short. Neck surgery, that was the fear when Daniel Bryan came back. I mean, it's going to linger there, so I just hope for the best for her career. But, okay. you know, so it's Who cool. are you picking? You're picking oh, yeah, Soraya. Soraya. She has to win. Like, why would you bring her back and not have her win? Okay, yeah, I, w- I wanted to go with Britt, but you guys convinced me Soraya for the win on this one. It's like right, I don't see how she loses. Britt Baker. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right, whatever. He's not here. It's no fun picking on him when he's not here. Uh, Our next match is for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. We have the Ocho Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. And I think the encyclopedia has selected the Ocho. Mm Um. I don't know. I I want to say Danielson, but I think Jericho retains. They've been kind of hinting that him and Sammy are going to have some kind of issue, but I don't believe it. Because of all the people in that in 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 AEW, right? It's been Hager and Sammy have been Jericho's two running buddies, right? No matter what group he's been in. I don't see it changing. So I think I don't think Jericho loses in a four-way match. I think he loses in a singles match. In a, you know, singles in a, match. In a bigger... Uh, I think he loses on a Ring of Honor card. I don't think he loses Yes. Here. Yeah. I could see Sammy match. Guevara. I could see Sammy hitting a finisher and then Jericho throwing him out of the ring to get the cover or something cheap like that that would start that kind of... Uh, 
friction. Well, you know, everybody point. keeps forgetting that Claudio and Danielson are not partners in this match. Right. So it's every man for himself. So, you know, I could see something going on where Claudio knocks Danielson out or something and Jericho runs yeah. in and pins him or, or like you said, or Sammy does something and Jericho. So I, I think there's going to be some kind of shenanigans, but I think Jericho retains. Yeah, yeah agree. I agree. I don't think they're ready to switch the belt yet. All right, then we have Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose for the AEW TVS Championship. The encyclopedia has says, if Nyla can't beat her, who's left? So he picked Nyla. I don't think Nyla Rose is going to win this match. I don't think so either. Um, I think Jade Cargill, they've, they set it up to where she's stolen from Jade Cargill and Jade's going to get her revenge, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be by losing the belt. I don't know who's going to beat Jade. I don't think they know. Right. But it's not going to be Nyla Rose. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not Nyla Rose. So also- it's all Jade Cargill. We got the thumbs up from the Reverend. So, all right. The next one up is Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy in a steel cage match. The encyclopedia put Jungle Boy. I've got to agree with yeah, him. Yeah, I think it's Jungle Boy too. I think it's time for yeah. him to start winning out in this feud. Yeah. And this will lead him to I Christian. Agree. Yeah, I'm Jungle Boy too. Yeah. Same, Jungle Boy. All right. Rob, you want to bring us into this sure. stinger match? <laughs> we have the last outlaw, <clears throat> Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen and Sting. And, and our friend, the encyclopedia, has picked Sting and Darby, and he said, I got to scroll over, because a Stinger don't lose. And I tend to agree with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best thing Darby Allen could do for his career is get away from Sting. Yes. 100%. So I think at some point they've got to split them up one way or the other. Um, I don't know what they see Darby Allen. Um, I don't know what they see in him as far as and the, what's the end game. Do they see him as a world champion at some point? I don't know. I don't know anymore. He's because he's really small. And he's really he gets injured a lot. Like I don't see him lasting long. So I don't know what their what their end game with him is. But uh Darby and Sting. I I agree with you on that. Darby and Sting. And I I would say he's a he's a poor man's Jeff Jarrett, in my opinion. Not Jeff Jarrett, sorry. Jeff Hardy. Like he's just does all the moves with gets hurt at twice the rate that Hardy did. And he's not as charismatic. I just... And you got him side-saddle with Sting. Not a good mix. What do you think, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be Sting and Darby winning this. I don't see any other way for it to go. Um, Yeah, I don't know what you do with, with... I mean, if they Darby had Allen. a, I almost called him Jeff Allen. I don't know. Um, it's it is, is he Jack? Is he Jack Hager's part? Jack Hager. Yes. If they uh, had a um one. a cruiserweight division, I could see him ruling that. Yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. But I they, I don't know. It seems like they're that's like a dirty word in in the united states there are no cruiserweight titles anymore yeah. it's like japan mexico all have middleweights cruiserweights and i know anthony i can hear him screaming right now from across the world no more titles <laughs> he doesn't even have to say it i feel it he or his ears are burning right he's like, trying to promote another title i'm not i i don't know what the future holds for darby allen i really don't people love him and all that but I mean, is he just going to be one of those guys who kind of gets into the dance, gets into the dance, but never wins the big one? Is that his lot? 
Well, I mean, it's not an entertaining show, an exciting the show. Other, the other thing they've only they've determined for him is he he only really beats bigger guys in specialty matches. Right. Like he loses the regular matches, then they put him in like a no rules match, and he wins that. So they haven't really even established him as a guy who can win a regular like like Jungle Boy can win regular matches. Right. Right. They've they've had him We're beat some top guys. Yeah. Right. Darby yeah. Allen only wins with gimmicks. So I don't know if they see him as like a special attraction. Do you think they missed a boat on him? Yeah. Like, but I mean, look, he had so much popularity earlier on. Then you I think at some point you have to him. pull the trigger on these guys like Jungle Boy. Like you got to start elevating them closer to the top of the card at some point mm-hmm. or people don't care anymore. Like Jungle Boy is going to beat Luchasaurus. That should elevate him into into the next level. He should be on a higher level than everybody else. Right. I don't know if they will, because Tony Khan likes to buy new new toys, and you know, and elevate them to the top of the card. Instead, you know, they're calling him like him and Ricky Starks are talking like the pillars. Well, pillars mean you're building, right? You're building them to something. Right. It doesn't. So work if you don't, I'm jumping out. Right, like Ricky Stark should be like at the top of the card. He should be competing for the World Heavyweight Championship. People love him. He's beat Powerhouse oh, yeah. Hobbs. So like, it's time. You got to start. Gotta you got to start thinking yeah. like, where do I want these guys? Because if not, when their contracts come up, they're going to bolt. Yeah. And what you've done is they're you've done all the work to make them top contenders, and then now you've sent them to your competition. It's like baseball, right? You, you cultivate these young guys. They get great careers, and then you don't sign them to a long-term deal, and they leave, and they go somewhere else. Same thing. Well, it's Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Jericho. I'm not yeah. going to throw Perry Saturn in there because he wasn't – he didn't amount to right. much. No, but you're right, though. It's a good, it's a good uh, analogy yeah, because you know? while, while Hulk Hogan was clogging the top of the card and Kevin Nash and all those guys, mm-hmm. you had a very talented undercard. Yeah. That you were vulnerable to losing them to somebody who was willing to utilize them, and made them all champions. Right, and you had right, and you had top guys that wouldn't put them over. Right, what did what did Kevin Nash call them all? Vanilla midgets. <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't willing to put any of them over. So I mean, you know, like it's it's it is what it is. I mean, it's uh, at some point you got to you got to pull the trigger. You know, you got to tell guys like Moxley and them like. Step to the side, you know, or, you know, your job is to put Ricky Starks over, you know, like, and look, if, if MJF wins, then, you know, we're, we're, we've elevated, but now we've got to like, we got to start giving these other guys shots Mm -hmm. and that leads us to our final match. Great segue. John Moxley. Thank you. John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW championship. I can tell you. As the weeks have gone on, I've looked forward to this match less. Because the promos just go on and on and on. And they say the same things and on and on. And I'm just like, I got it. I got it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Please stop. This week's promos, like they didn't shouldn't have them on at all. They should have had them just come on for a brief second. Yeah. Or and just I, fight. Just come out and fight. Well, I mean, they, then they kind of have MJF as a tweener right now, which makes no sense. And I have a feeling that we're going to get a Moxley heel turn out of this because the fans are going to be cheering for MJF. So Moxley's going to go extra dirty. And I've read a rumor that they're not going to pull the trigger on MJF, that they're going to have Moxley win through some kind of. Fugazi means, or Regal's going to turn on Moxley and side with MJF. And I think it's a huge mistake. MJF is at the top of his game right now. People have been waiting for him to win this title for quite a while. If they don't pull the trigger, I think the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, Like, this might be their most important match they've ever had. Yeah, they, they screwed and this they, up. They screwed. They if they screw this up... A few years. Yeah, I mean it's over. It's over. Like, I'm, like I, I see the ratings if the following week fall through the floor. 
So the MJF has to win this match, in my opinion. I don't see there's any other way. If they try to do any kind of screwy finish, there's it's over. It's over for AEW, in my opinion. So the yeah. encyclopedia uh, agreed with you? He said if Moxley's promo this week was supposed to give me a reason to watch, <laughs> it failed. So um, with that, well, they ran out of things to say. You, yeah. Right? I mean, they just ran out of things to say to each other. I mean, how often, you know, how how many times can we hear MJF scream about how he's the future of the business? Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and give him a 30-minute promo. Like, we get it. I mean, it peaked. It peaked too soon. The epicenter of this feud peaked two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of just running on fumes. You know what I mean? After a while, you're just like, just get him in the ring. You know, let let him fight right now. Get this over with. (laughs) You know? I'm tired of hearing it. They're not saying anything new. Nothing new is happening. So. So, Reverend, who do you got in this one? You going with MJF as well? It's MJF. It's got to be MJF. And. Everything you guys are saying, especially on the show, the promos, it's just, it's too much. Conversely, I will say this, MJF, his podcast radio tour has been nothing short of brilliant. He's been great as an ambassador of the company and just of his own personal brand, um, talking on these shows and talking up that match. But it just, I don't know, like, I don't want to hear him talk anymore. Right. Right. I mean, it's. Let's let's quote Mark Henry. The talking's through. Let's get it on. <laughs> that, we needed him to come out last night and be like, stop talking. Yeah, yeah. He's at the time. It's like, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. <laughs> you know what I forgot to mention? I have to ask you guys. Is there is there going to be an, a, a, a title qualifier match on this pay-per-view, or is that moved to Dynamite? It was moved, and um, according to that call that Tony Khan had earlier, I think it's because Ricky Starks was not cleared last week. Right. Okay. So they had to move that match, and I think next, maybe it's Rampage. Okay. They'll have the that next that winner of that match would face. Um, I would say because this part is long enough as it is. Yeah. Right. Right. What is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten matches. They don't need any more. Show up Saturday, get home Monday. <laughs> it's like WrestleMania. <laughs> that WrestleMania that Anthony went to and didn't get home till like so four in the morning. Yeah. All right. So with that being Thank- said, that is our show for. Oh, Rob's got one more. Let's remind everyone that we are not will not be here next week. Yes, there is no episode next no week. No show next week. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving, enjoy your holidays with your families or your loved ones. Enjoy it. We will be back the week after in full strength. The encyclopedia will be back with us. So check us out then. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you in two weeks. Peace.